Hey people, welcome back and thank you for joining me on another adventure um, in this podcasting journey and thank you for embracing Honestly Same and just supporting and listening and maybe laughing, crying or rolling your eyes, I don't know, but thank you for being here. I wanted to um, share a little bit of my story about anxiety so this is this is also your trigger warning. This is your trigger warning for those who do experience anxiety or whatever, like any panic attacks. Like I'm trigger warning you. This that sounded really weird, but because I will talk about my first ever anxiety panic attack, like um, in detail, because I wanted to share that experience with you all in case you are interested in knowing maybe what that feels like for people. If you've ever experienced anxiety and maybe you're just interested in hearing if it sounds similar or completely different and you're just like, what the heck is she talking about? This is for you. And I really just wanted to bring this part of my life to the forefront because it's a real thing and anxiety has been a part of my life for a good part of of my life. That sounded weird, but it's it reminds me of that song. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I think I sang that completely off key, but it's like, hello, anxiety, my old friend. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that's anxiety for you. I will tell you that right now because, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to keep talking about this. I want you to hear this story, and I hope that when you hear it that you are either encouraged, enlightened, and not triggered. I really hope you're not triggered by this. I just wanted it to be kind of a learning experience for anyone who's never experienced anxiety and just a place for people to feel like they're not alone in this battle with anxiety. So here it goes. My first panic attack. A memoir by Leanne Blackwood. Enjoy. Dude, I totally remember my first panic attack. It was the worst feeling in the world. It felt like I was literally going to die and I just had no control. It felt like a heart attack. Like, I was... How old was I? Um, 20, I think. I was 20 years old, I believe. And... I had my first panic attack and I'm 20 so you know I I have a lot of anxiety about like health and stuff not because of anything that I've experienced thank god but in general just like knowing the fragility of life and my mom was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma when I was young so I think just the presence of death and knowing it's real and that it can actually hit so close to home really made me grow up very fast and and understand that death is real and it can happen to the person that you love the most or yourself. I just thought I'd jump in here for one second and just say that um, my mom is in remission. She's been in remission for 13 years now. Um, and so a little clap for her and a praise God. <laughs> 
So just before, I don't know, I didn't mention this in this clip, but I wanted to like just jump in and just say that. Okay, here it goes. Keep listening. And so I've always had like anxiety around like health and just in general, just like when stressors come up, like back when I was 20 years old, that was like my first time, you know, experiencing so many stressors on a different level. So basically what I'm trying to say is that during this panic attack, it felt like I was dying. I didn't know which caused more anxiety. (laughs) Basically, when I was 20 years old, I, you know, I was in college. It was my second year of college, I think. And I had, like, basically started to, um, why is this taking so long to come out of my mouth? Basically, I was, I had my first job on campus. It was a great opportunity. I think I was a junior, though. I think I was a junior in college, Because I, yeah, I believe I was a junior. I was 20 years old. I had my first official job in school, um, you know, while I was pursuing my undergraduate degree. And, you know, I just wanted, like, a job to, obviously, because it's a job. Like, who doesn't want a job? Like, when you're on campus, there's so many places you can find jobs. And everyone was having getting a job and getting paid. And, you know, I wanted to have my own job and my own thing. And I remember, oh my gosh, this job was like the best job I could have gotten. For some reason, my path has always led me to the most unique and unusual places in terms of jobs. Like, and it, uh, so basically my first ever job was at this dry cleaning business. Basically, when I was 16 years old, our house caught on fire. <laughs> and that's, it's terrible to laugh, but it caught on fire and nobody was injured. We were all fine. It just, there was a, fi- a house fire. And so the people who came to take our, our stuff, like our clothes and things to clean them, what they could clean and um, salvage, like, it wasn't like it was disastrous. I mean, it was obviously traumatic, but it wasn't like the worst thing ever. We were very fortunate. But like the people who came to take our stuff, they were a dry cleaning business and they took our things and like my dad, <laughs> just like my dad, he would do this. He was like talking to the people, the owner, because the owner was like a small business. The owner was there and he was like, hey, do you guys have any job openings like for teenagers? And they're like, yeah, we hire high schoolers, whatever. And I got my first job. I got my first job at this dry cleaning business for the summer. They paid so good, like for a entry level job in a high school, like coming, like being a high schooler, they paid nine dollars an hour when all of my friends are getting paid like seven or whatever they're getting paid anyway it's not important but I was getting paid which was great and it was like the best it was just amazing I met some really amazing people I worked there like they let me work there for I think two or three years like throughout even while I was in school like they were like whenever you want to come and get your hours just come you know, and we would love to have you. And like, they were just so flexible. And I was so blessed. And like, it was just like, they, they loved me. And I loved them. And the people there were, it was like a family. Um, And so that was my first ever job. And it was so great. I mean, I'd had like babysitting gigs. But that was my first ever job. And then when I was, I think, I don't know, my next job just, oh, I think while I was still working with the, the dry cleaning business, my next job, I worked with my best friend, and we worked at, like, this children's amusement park, this local children's amusement park. I, like, 
it was she was like everybody loved her at this job my best friend everyone loved her she was like you know she people just like they could count on her she's very reliable and dependable and like just did her job well and I was kind of like just not super into the job like I was like you know like it's it's money but the boss kind of intimidated me and it just wasn't a great place for me but it was still a cool different kind of job and I got to operate the plane ride and the car ride and the merry-go-round ride <laughs> like what the heck like I had a job at a children's amusement park like that's so random but it was great we had uniforms and everything it was like these god-awful khaki pants and this really bright blue like uh what's it called what are those with the collars like polo shirts I mean like I love that it was like so uniform but the uniform was terrible it did not look cute on me I could not pull it off I think it was blue either blue or red but I think it was blue um and I just remember from this job like it was a great job but like so the merry-go-round ride here's the thing is like parents would take their kids on these like you know, parents would take their kids to this amusement park. And a lot of parents would take their kids, like, from when they were, like, one or even younger. Like, because it was for little kids. Like, one to maybe, I would say maybe, like, maybe ten. Like, you know, whatever. Um, There wasn't an age limit, per se. But, like, about ten would be, like, when kids would be, like, I'm done with this. Take me to Six Flags. So, we, like, had to remind parents that they couldn't always go on certain rides like with the kids because of the weight limits when I tell you that that is the most awkward thing to tell someone that we can't have you ride because the seatbelt doesn't fit it was the most awkward thing in the entire world like who who wants that job (laughs) who wants that job not me and also there was like this one ride where like the merry ground. So if you, we, for liability reasons, if you're pregnant or expecting, we can't have you ride the ride. And oh my gosh, can I just tell you that I literally have had to ask, I had to ask women actually like, you know, I just wanted to let you know that if you're expecting, we can't let you ride. So tell me how you actually ask a person like, are you pregnant? And what if they say no? Okay. That's how awkward it was. And that is why I could not. I think that's just why the stress of that job just was not going to work out for me. And so I only lasted there maybe a year, maybe less, honestly. But I got a paycheck. So that's all that really mattered. So basically, that was my second job. I just feel like I've had so many just unique, different jobs, which has been cool, but also just like, what the heck, Leanne? So those were my two jobs in high school. And then also, I think, so when I got into college, um, I started working I, during the summers, I'd work with my mom at a bank. And that was just, like, it was, you know, it was great. Like, people knew my mom. They knew me. Very, uh, everyone was so, like, nice and friendly. It just wasn't, like, really the most exciting thing for someone in college to do. So I was just like, okay. And then, so in school, back to my original story, I, my junior year of college, I was 20 years old and I wanted a job. And I was looking online for these jobs and like I finally found a job at the music department at our school and it was amazing. Like my supervisor, like she was just so lovely and just kind. And then like I worked for the dean of the department and I just, I love music. So it was just a cool place to be. And one of my friends was like, he was a major there and like I saw him all the time and 
actually a few of my friends like were music majors and so it was just cool because they're just such a quirky bunch and like so creative and I could always hear like the pianos when I was working there but back to the original story too of like the panic attack that I experienced basically it was the week before I was supposed to start my job I got in like you know for the interview fine they liked me enough to hire me obviously which was so cool because like they had like a few different candidates and like they were just like yeah you were like one of our top people and I was so excited because like I'm 20 and I'm like you want me this is so cool and so I got the job and it was amazing I was excited like I told my mom and dad and I was like yes I got this job and they're excited for me because they're like yay she's an adult almost pretty much and I was like not really but thanks um (laughs) and so I like basically the plan was that before I could start with most jobs you have to go through an orientation and so for this job it was like for all school jobs like working at the school there's like a combined orientation with people working in different places like the um on-campus restaurants or like different departments and so we'd all meet together in this room and we all would like talk about um just like the you know the job requirements and when we get paid important information so things like that. And then I just like remember leading up to that week, just like, I think I called my mom a few times just telling her that like, I was like, you know, like, what if I can't keep up with my schoolwork? Because at that time it was like, not so much just general education classes. It was like, I was getting into my, I was a psychology and business. So I studied psychology as my major and business administration as my minor. And so I was getting into more of those classes to, um, yeah, get my degree because you got to like, specialize eventually so I was doing more like in-depth like psychology classes really I think loving them I can't even remember it was such a blur so if that tells you anything um my business classes were really hard because it involved a little bit of like not math but like a little bit of like a different way of thinking than I was used to so that was a little stressor on me but I mean I made it through I have my degree so obviously it worked but basically um I like was talking to my mom about like just feeling a little bit like nervous that I couldn't like keep up with my homework and have a job and just like wondering and worrying how that would work and she like usually how my mom does is was encouraging and just like saying you know you're gonna it's gonna be fine just pace yourself uh, get stay organized just stay on top of your stuff and I was like okay like yeah easy easy peasy like yeah that makes sense you know um I'll get through it just like how I got through high school, every, you know, every stressor that I got through. So I just remember that week being a little bit, like, nervous just about, I don't know, just, like, thinking about the upcoming, how everything was going to happen. And I don't even know if anything else was going on at the time. Like, I don't know, I don't think anything personal was going on. I, I, I don't remember that being a very, like, dramatic time. I just think that it was, like, just the added pressure from school and having a social life and I think I was also a bible study leader but that wasn't like a super stress point for me but maybe it added to it who knows so I was doing a few different things and like involved in different places and starting a new job and adding that to my like busyness and um probably also just like getting things turned in on time was probably hard in terms of paperwork so maybe that was also added in there And I just remember, like, going into the meeting and, like, there was, like, a big conference table. And, like, it was, like, a bunch, like, maybe 10 of us from different places in the school were about to work in different places. And I sat at the table. Like, I was facing, like, I remember that it was, like, a I think it was a round table. 
and I was facing the, I was like, my back was to the door and I was sitting down and like, we each had like, I think it was like a, maybe it was like a resume for like, or not resume, but like an application that we had to fill out for the school. Not just like the, um, not for just like the actual, uh, role that we were doing, but for the school so they could like keep track of it and have us on the payroll and there was, like, pens on the table, and, like, I just remember it being, like, kind of sunny outside, and people were nice and friendly, and, like, I I sat down, had my backpack, because I think I might have been going to class afterwards or somewhere, and I just, like, the person leading the discussion, she was talking and just explaining the process of, um, you know, how we get paid and, like, what to expect, what our expectations were as school employees, because officially we were school employees, um, and just explaining it, and I just remember, like, all of a sudden feeling like my heart, like, because I've had experiences with my heart would race, like, I've experienced anxiety, like, little mini, kind of, I don't know if they're mini attacks, but I'll just call it that, because my heart would race, and I would just be like, okay, like, I have to breathe, and generally when I'm anxious, like, it's not a full-on panic attack but like I start to hyperventilate but it's not like in the way where it'd be like (laughs) like sorry that must sound really weird being on the other side of this but like it's more like I was um I was breathing so you breathe (laughs) sounds weird but like normally you'll breathe in and out but instead of breathing in I forgot like my yoga teacher explained this to me once or like explained it to us and that it's like not negative breathing, but it's like breathing the opposite, like breathing in opposite, like something where you're not breathing in and out. You're like, you're like not really breathing. Like, I don't know. It's just hyperventilating. It's like you're breathing the opposite way, which I can't describe it in any other way to you. Unless you've experienced it. I don't know that I can explain it really, but it's like this way of hyperventilating where you just like you can't catch your breath and you feel like you're not taking in enough air. And so like, then of course your body starts to go out of like whack because you start maybe getting sweaty palms. Maybe your hands start shaking a little bit, like, but not so noticeably that people can tell, but you can tell like, and at this point your entire body just feels like you just feel like everything is, you can feel everything. You can feel your heart beating. You can feel your palms sweating and you can feel your hands shaking. It's just like this feeling that happens. And like, it just, you just know what's, it just, you're hyper aware of everything and you're breathing. All you're thinking about is I need to breathe, but I can't breathe properly. And it's not like, it's like, it's so funny because I can describe it and it sounds super dramatic, but like when it's happening, I could just be sitting and talking to a friend and like, you know, they wouldn't even notice because I'm just like functioning fine. But internally, I'm just like going through this entire like panic process, like this panic that nobody else can see, but I feel. And all that to say is that, so that's what I start to feel in this meeting. I was just like, my heart starts pounding, like pounding, pounding, pounding. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to breathe. I need to breathe. And so usually when I like feel like my heart's racing a little bit, like I start just to breathe and it's fine. And so I'll just like breathe, like, you know, in, take a deep breath, you know, like normal. And that usually does the trick, but this time it wasn't working. And I was just like, okay, like I'm trying to breathe, but I still feel like I'm hyperventilating. So I'm like breathing like deeper and like trying to like catch my breath really, but it wasn't working. I just felt like my heart was like, just like about to burst. Like it just felt like it was going to like explode. And so I was just like, I, I need to like, I can't, like, I can't breathe. Like I couldn't breathe. 
Like I couldn't, I like it just wasn't my, like the air wasn't coming in fast enough and my heart was like beating so fast. And so I had to, I raised my hand like really fast. I was like, can I be excused? Like, I don't even know if I even said that. I think I just like, I have to like step outside for a second. So I just like left. I didn't even wait for her to answer. Um, but I think when I was leaving, she was like, okay, yeah, just go ahead. And so I went out and I was like pacing, like I went out into the lobby cause we were in the like administrative offices. So I went out to the lobby and I just like, I just like saw the receptionist who I saw in the beginning before we started the meeting. I was like, I, I can't breathe. Um, can you help me? I can't breathe. And she was like, she's like, okay, um, just like put your hands over your head and just like take deep breaths. And like, I, I was doing that, but it wasn't working. And so I was just like panicking in my mind. Cause I'm like feeling like, like I knew that I was panicking and I felt like similar before, but this time it felt like I was having a heart attack because I felt like my heart wasn't slowing down. And like, it was just going to like keep going until like I passed out or something. And so I like had to like, I just couldn't breathe. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, like in my head, I'm like, I, I'm going to die. Like, this is it. I'm going to faint and it's just going to be embarrassing and I'm going to die right here. And like, I think, I don't even know if I was more embarrassed or just scared out of my mind that I was going to die. I don't know. <laughs> was my embarrassment higher than my fear of dying? I don't know at that point, you know, uh, you know, humans, but anyway, so that happened. And like, basically I like put my hands over my head. I, I paced, I just paced. I, all I could do, I walked out of the receptionist area, walked into the, like the hallway, walked back, walked out, walked back, walked out. And then like, finally, finally after who knows, it felt like, it felt like forever. But I think it was probably like five minutes, but it felt like forever. My heart started to slow down. I finally caught my breath and I just was like, oh my gosh, like what? And I could breathe again. I felt like I could breathe again. I, I just kept walking and pacing just in case, like I, just to move my body. Because sometimes too, when anxiety hits, like your body just gets jittery because your adrenaline is rushing. So you just like can't really sit still. So I just wanted to like kind of just walk and kind of walk off the adrenaline that was building up. Like, because my body was like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. And so I had to like do that. And then I, you know, she was like, are you, are you all right? Like, you know, you're feeling better. And I was like, yeah, thank you. And I, you know, I just took some deep breaths. I walked back into the office. The lady like kind of was, I think she was starting to finish the conversation with the group and was like, and ta started talking about pay. And that, by that point I was like, okay, I perked up. Just kidding. But I definitely went back into the meeting and I, I like definitely felt a little bit better. And I, I can't really tell you what happened after. I don't really remember, not because I passed out, but just because I don't remember exactly all the details. But it's funny because I have a really bad memory about certain, like everything actually. Ask my friends, they'll be like, Leanne will not remember. So don't ask her, she doesn't know. Um, but I can remember that that moment of my life very vividly. So obviously it was a really like, it was traumatizing, I would say. Um, and... Uh, I also like experienced what I like to call um, anxiety, like aftershocks. And I just remember like maybe for, I don't know how many days, but it was days after I had my first panic attack. That was, I, I think I even knew what it was. I think I just like, I named it to my mom. I said, mom, I had a panic attack. And she's like, what, what happened? And I explained it and all of that stuff. And I think eventually I did also go to like a therapy. We had like a CAPS center on campus. Most, 
most campuses have a CAPS, like counseling and psychiatric services, counseling and psychological services. They have like a therapy center on most, if not all campuses. I think it, it should be a law if it's not, but I think most campuses do. And so I went to the, I went there and like, you know, obviously was able to talk it out with someone, but basically I, I'm pretty sure I knew what it was. I was in psychology, like that was my major. So I kind of like, you know, I don't think we even talked about panic attacks, but I knew like what anxiety was. I've experienced it my entire life. And so I knew how to name it. And so, um, basically a few days after I was experiencing like, just like I started to like, it wasn't a full on panic attack, but I would start to get anxious. Like I normally would with like hyperventilating, sweaty palms, racing heart, not to the extent of like the panic attack that I experienced, but like smaller doses. And I just realized that I was like nervous that I like, I just was having these like fear that this panic attack would happen again because it was so scary. I just was like afraid that it would happen. I don't know, like maybe in front of other people or maybe it would just happen by myself and I wouldn't know what to do. So I just remember it being really like just scary and like not really knowing when it would come back and um, like worried that I wouldn't like that this time I wouldn't make it. I don't know like if I felt like I was going to die, but I think I did feel like I was going to die. Um, So that was very, it was just a really traumatic experience. And it was like, you know, and by the grace of God, I have not had a panic attack since that first one. Um, And I mean, I've definitely experienced like those little, little mini panic attacks I guess I would call them where I like have the heart racing and the shallow breathing um but like I I definitely it hasn't been to that extent um which is just a huge blessing because I know people who really panic attacks are like a normal thing for them but even if it's normal for them it never never feels normal because every time is like you're fighting your body you're like afraid that you're gonna die like it feels like you're gonna die if you've never experienced a panic attack so that was a really um just really scary time in my life and it was it you know I I even then I don't even think I knew like I don't think I knew what self-care was so I don't think I understood like how to prevent it from happening again I just know that um, I realized, and I think through my therapy, I identified triggers like, you know, having a lot of homework at one time and like not planning it out properly or just like overthinking, you know, over worrying or overthinking certain situations or things that could happen that haven't happened yet. And so just working through like those kind of that thinking pattern and changing it was something I think that was really helpful for me in therapy. Um, but yeah, that was my first panic attack and it was terrifying and yeah. Hey, you're still here. I'm so glad. Okay. So I wanted to end this episode on a high note First to start, I wanted to say that in case you were feeling triggered listening to this, I want you to turn off this podcast and go do something that will make you feel good. Whether that's watching a funny, lighthearted movie or TV show, or just going and hanging out with a friend or whatever it takes to 
kind of de-trigger you. Because I, as I was recounting that memory, I didn't feel full on panic, but I was starting to feel my breath like kind of shallow, just like remembering the situation. So take care of yourself if you need to. Please don't, you know, torture yourself on my behalf, honestly. Um, And then secondly, so just wanted to, like I said, leave on a positive note and just share some things that have been helpful for me in dealing with anxiety and kind of and panic attacks. So what was helpful for me, like I shared, was, you know, talking it out with a therapist. And I'm I'm still in school technically, but like even when I like graduated and was out of school, for me what was really helpful in terms of understanding my anxiety and working through it was seeing a counselor on a regular basis. And it doesn't have to be every week unless you want it to be. Like it can be however long you want it to be. Mine, I think I did like maybe every two or three weeks. It just was as I needed them to be there and so it's a very good resource to have someone a non-biased like third party just or whatever non-biased person to come into your life and hear you out and just have a space for you to talk about how you're feeling and process things with you um because that was really helpful for me and could be for you um I also please I'm not licensed (laughs) yet uh but I'm also just like I I you know do what's right for you and ask you know your doctor or if you have a therapist like talk with them about what your steps should be to help combat your anxiety there's that word again I keep using the word combat but talk to them see what they recommend because I'm not licensed and I don't want to go to jail because I haven't even gotten my licensure yet so there's that and then also I you know I talking to my mom was really helpful Finding somebody that you trust, a trusted adult, like we always hear in middle school. But yeah, someone you trust, like it could be a friend, um, a sibling, parent, grandparent, great aunt, twice removed, anybody who you feel you can trust and just share how you're feeling because um, they can just be great supports, um, you know, in your life to help you maybe reframe some things and just like get you... um, back on track to feeling maybe a little bit better. I also, being in this field, the, going into the mental health field, um, for those of you that, that don't know, I'm working to become a social worker, so eh, mental health. We learn and are just like, it's just kind of this thing that is just like shouted at us all the time, is like the importance of self-care, but I honestly think that it's so important and like no matter what your job is like your job could be to travel to the most beautiful places in the world and take pictures and document your entire journey on instagram and you still need self-care because no matter what you're doing in life like even if you're just like not in a very high stress job everybody needs time to check in with themselves and to do things that bring them life and um because sometimes things that we do all the time even if it's like supposedly a fun thing in air quotes I'm saying fun can be really draining and we need to make sure that we are giving life back to us you know like painting if that's something you love or talking with a friend that you haven't talked to in a while taking the time to read a good book um before bed instead of maybe watching tv or watching TV could also be a form of self-care. Um, 
but just like checking in with yourself too, like asking yourself, how am I really feeling? And am I feeling like this is a lot? Like I'm just feeling a lot of emotions that I can't fully process and comprehend myself. That's when you probably will know that you might need to seek out help. And I just wanted to encourage you if you are experiencing any anxiety in your life that there are things that are out there for you and people who are out there for you to uh, listen to you and to support you. So I wanted to encourage you in that and leave you with the note that, you know, if you are someone who experiences anxiety, you're not alone. There are a lot of people who also experience it. And I know that, um, not to like, uh, what's the word? Um, not negate, but to downplay your experience, your individual experience, but just to show you that or tell you and encourage you that, um, you're not alone in this fight against anxiety. It's, it's real and it should be dealt with accordingly as a real mental health issue. And I just wanted to share this with you in case that's you out there looking for some kind of like assurance that you're not crazy because you're not crazy. Um, the mind is an incredible, incredible organ and thing. And, and, um, it was designed with the utmost care and sometimes it gets out of whack and we have to, we have to just figure out ways to get it back, whip it back into shape. (laughs) And my last note would just be, um, I was speaking recently with someone regarding those aftershocks that I was referring to. And I wanted to say that, um, so it is sometimes common for people who experience anxiety. And if, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not licensed, but I have experienced it personally. So if you wanted to look it up, like, you know, aftershocks of anxiety. So in an earthquake, which I'm familiar with because I am from California. So when an earthquake hits, like after the earthquake hits, like maybe hours or it could be minutes after you start to feel little tremors, just just little tremors, like little shakes, but not to the same extent of like the actual earthquake. It's just like little shakes. Um, it's kind of like that with anxiety too. Like if you are a panic attack, so if you have, if you've had a panic attack before and maybe like you notice like a few days or maybe even moments after you start to feel that kind of the, the beginnings or little tremors of a panic attack, like it's not full blown, like it just was, but it was like, Maybe your heart starts to race a little bit and your palms start to sweat and your breathing gets shallow when you start to think about, oh, what if it comes back? Um, I just want to say that that is uh, actually it's I was reading online. I Googled it. So I think it's accurate that it's actually a normal thing for some people to go through tremors and like um, aftershocks of anxiety, panic attacks, because it's just the an after effect of it. Like sometimes people go through that for a few days or you know, I don't know how long it lasts for everyone, but some people, everyone's different. But if it's happening for you, just know that that is something that can occur if you've had a panic attack. And if you are really nervous or like worried, like I said, don't be ashamed to seek out help and ask someone like a professional to just talk you through some things and maybe inform you more about, you know, what to expect. Well, this has been a podcast episode. Honestly, honestly, same. Uh, but I am just really glad that I um, have this like uh, little platform to just share my experience with anybody else who might need it. Because like, like, like I said, the premise of this 
mini podcast is really just to, to like shed light on things that like you're not the only one to experience these like things that maybe no one else is talking about and I know people talk about anxiety a lot but maybe people who listen to this podcast maybe you've never had a conversation about it or like heard someone talk about their own experience with it so if that's you I hope that this was helpful I hope that if you've never experienced a panic attack you never do and that this was also informative of like if your friends come to you and say that you've, they've experienced one or they are experiencing one, you know, maybe you'll know what to expect a little bit and maybe you can support them through it. And if you have experienced a panic attack, like I said, just wanted to share this experience so that you can feel less alone in your own journey towards better mental health. Thanks so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Olean, O-H-L-E-I-G-H-A-N-N. And feel free to DM me. Tell me what you think about this mini podcast episode and just share your thoughts and maybe questions or whatever. I'm not an expert, like I said, but I would love to chat with you about my experience, hear about your experience if you feel like sharing and just, yeah, talk. So thanks for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day and or night or afternoon. Maybe take a nap. I'm always a huge proponent for naps. Okay, bye.